Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of The Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? I'm Chris Tripodi of DraftAnalyst.com. And alongside me for our fourth episode of bowl season is Mr. Tony Pauline. What's going on, Tony? Well, the final weekend of bowl games before Christmas Day, a couple of big-time players that we will see and a couple of big-time players that we won't see in the games that we're going to be speaking about. And then it's a break until after Christmas. So some interesting matchups for Saturday, December 22nd. And that first matchup is the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. We have 10-2 and two Army, and we have 8-4 and four Houston facing off against each other. Now, as you alluded to in the intro just now, Ed Oliver, top 10 player in this draft. He's not going to play in this game. He hasn't played in a while. Obviously, there's been some controversy surrounding him um, and his relationship with the coaching staff and some other factors going on. But Ed Oliver will not play, and, and certainly that takes some of the intrigue out of this game because without him, there really isn't a day one or two prospect on either team. There really isn't a draftable prospect on Army at all, unlike last season when they did have uh, tackle Brett Toth, who started the Senior Bowl and could have been drafted if he did not have his commitments to the Armed Forces. We do still have a few Cougars defenders who could be drafted as well. Tony, who are we looking at? Well, let's go back to Oliver. And, you know, you made an interesting point there about the relationship with the coaches. You know, it, everyone saw that fight that he had at half uh, at the end of the first half as they were going into the locker room with the head coach, a fight over wearing a jacket. You know, when I was asked if it was a situation where that incident would hurt him, and I basically said, no, if it's a one-off incident, it won't. But he has that incident. He's not playing in the ball game. NFL people take a lot of stock into what college coaches say about their players. So if the Houston Cougar uh, coaches happen to throw Ed Oliver under the bus, they say he's a me type of guy very confrontational. That's going to hurt him. And I don't know for a fact that's the issue. I'm sure we'll find out over the next couple of weeks. But interesting that you said about the relationship with Ed Oliver and his coaches at Houston, because that'll play a lot in his draft stock. Teams don't want to hear bad things about players from their college coaches, because that usually uh, continues on to the next level. Now, as far as the other prospects in this game, especially from the Houston Cougars, Isaiah Johnson, the cornerback, is a guy who's making a big move up draft boards. Entered the season as a late round pick. I presently have him as a fifth rounder. Excellent size, six foot two, 200 pounds, runs and plays in the high four fours, low four fives, a tough physical guy. He's got long arms over 32 inches, most effective facing the action but a guy who likes to mix it up. If he can't play man cover, he's got the size and the skill to be kicked inside to a safety sort of position. I like him as his own corner. I liked him backed off the line of scrimmage. Isaiah Johnson has all the ingredients to make a big move up draft boards. We'll see him in the postseason after this bowl game. So that is the guy to keep an eye on, number 14. Their outside linebacker, Imiki Egbule, 6'2 230 pounds, Runs and plays in the four sixes. A guy who's tremendous in pursuit, not really strong at the point of attack, still learning the game. But basically what teams want in the linebacker these days, a run and chase guy who can get from point A to point B very quickly and make the play. He entered the season, graded as a priority free agent. I've always thought he was draftable. I presently give him a six-round grade. So you watch those two guys on the defensive side of the ball for Houston because I think both of them, will get selected with Johnson, the fastest riser of the group. Now, Tony, we talked quite a bit about Buffalo during conference championship week, and the 10-3 and Bulls are going to face off against 9-3 and Troy in the Dollar General Bowl on Saturday afternoon. 
Obviously, we've discussed the Tyree Jackson-Anthony Johnson connection. You went over Khalil Hodge a little bit when we were talking about their loss to Northern Illinois in the MAC championship game. There are also a couple Troy corners in this game who are draftable players, and we'll be looking to stop that pairing of Jackson and Johnson, as I alluded to before. What specifically are you going to be watching here, Tony? Yeah, like you said, the Troy corners, primarily Blaze Brown, number 18, a guy who entered the season graded as a potential second-round choice by scouts. Six foot tall, 185 pounds. When he's on his game, he shows big-time skill. The problem is he isn't always on his game. Did not start the first half of the season. Is a guy who seems that he's not always interested in it. As I said years ago about a player from UCLA, looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. But again, you know, going up against Tyree Jackson, especially Anthony Johnson, a lot of sins from the past can be removed if Blaze Brown plays well. He has all the physical skills to play at the next level. I never thought he was an early choice. Basically, scouts graded him so highly because of his measurables, but he's flash skill. It's a matter of him putting it all together. And then they have another junior corner by the name of Terrence Dunlop. Not as big, probably only goes about 5'10", 175 pounds, but much more instinctive, better ball skills, faster, a guy who's on his game all the time, and someone who I think can battle Anthony Johnson. I think Johnson's going to win out for the contested passes against these guys. I think if he's healthy, he's going to have a good game. I think Tyree Jackson's just going to continue to throw the ball down the field. But the Troy Corners, especially Blaze Brown, has not been invited to the Senior Bowl, the Shrine game as of yet, which is kind of a surprise. Uh, he's got a lot to, uh, to gain if he has a good contest against Johnson. Now, we have one more game to get to in this episode. But before we dive in there... Please support the Draft Analysts by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of the big podcast platforms. You can also find us at Believe.com. Leave a rating and a review, and if you ask a question in your review, we'll do our best to answer it on the show if there's time at the end. You can also tweet us questions at Chris Tripodi, at Tony Pauline, at Draft Analyst one and at Believe underscore LA to get in touch with the show in that manner as well. And that last game we have before the break is the Hawaii Bowl, where 8-5 and five Hawaii is going to look to protect their home state against 7-5 and five Louisiana Tech. Now, we're obviously in the age where top prospects sit out bowl games very often. We discussed Ed Oliver earlier. He's not going to play. There may be more to that story than just he's a top prospect that doesn't want to play the game. But we have a first-round prospect in this game in Louisiana Tech defensive end Jalen Ferguson, and he was quoted as saying that he, quote, never considered skipping this bowl game. Obviously, this game means a lot to him, even though he has a very bright future ahead of him. Tony, what can you tell us about Ferguson and a couple of day three receivers for the Bulldogs? Yeah, why, why would you want to skip a bowl game in Hawaii to begin with? I mean, if you did that, that's a big question mark. Ferguson entered the season as a fringe first-round pick. He's a guy that's been a pass-rushing terror the past two years. He's done nothing but improve his game. Finished this year with 23.5 tackles for loss. 15 sacks, nine quarterback hurries, forced two fumbles. Now, Hawaii likes to throw the ball around. They have a, uh, a quarterback that a lot of people like by the name of Cole McDonald, who really came out of nowhere this year, a redshirt sophomore. The Hawaii home fans are going to be a little bit disappointed because I think Jalen Ferguson is going to have a big game. He's a guy who I project right now is a mid-first-round choice. After this game, he's going to get ready. He's going to be participating in the Senior Bowl. He's got outstanding size, Ferguson, at six foot five, 260, 265 pounds. He's got outstanding growth potential. 
He's fast. The only thing that concerns me about Ferguson are his instincts. He seems a little bit late finding the ball at times. But I mean, if you want an impact defensive player up front, it's definitely Ferguson. Arms that are about 34 and a half inches. A guy that's very good on his feet. He's not just an up the field guy. He can change direction and chase the action in pursuit. So you got to watch number 45 if you're tuned into this game because I think it's going to be a horror for Hawaii to try and stop him. You mentioned those two last day receivers. Adrian Hardy is a guy who right now I have him graded as a fourth rounder. He's a third year sophomore. I think when all is said and done, he can jump into the second day of the draft. Six foot one. 190 pounds, 4.48, shows himself to be a terrific vertical receiver, huge production at Louisiana Tech. I don't know how Hawaii is going to even slow this guy down. I would expect him to have a big game. And Teddy Veal, someone who I watched back when he played at Tulane three years ago, who, when he initially caught my eye, more of a possession receiver, under six foot tall, but 195 pounds, someone who can basically not only be a possession receiver as a fifth wideout, but can also be a punt returner at the next level. Reliable hands, guy you can line up at the slot, guy you can line up at the flanks. He's going to need to run some pretty quick times to get drafted. I have him right now graded as a fifth rounder. Depending on how he runs in the lead up to the draft, that will change up or down. I think he's going to be selected somewhere in the last day of the draft. I would expect him, if he does well on special teams, to make an active roster. And one last guy that you got to keep an eye on from Louisiana Tech, their junior corner, Legarius Sneed. Six foot tall, 190 pounds, a guy who's physical, guy who's got developing ball skills and has shown a lot of progress in his game. And that's it for episode number 11 of the Draft Analysts, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. And feel free to send us questions to answer on the show. You can head over to draftanalyst.com for information on this year's bowl games. We'll be posting prospect rankings for every game the rest of the way. So stay with us for everything you need when it comes to the 2019 NFL Draft. As we alluded to before, we're off until after the holiday with no game scheduled. And we'd like to wish each and every one of our listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday Season. Good night, all.